We're back here on Real Men in Real Estate discussing the uh, real estate market and how it's going to be affected 2021 and 22, looking forward through the COVID crisis. And uh, we were leaving off in the last part of the conversation with Luis. He was talking about his adventures in different parts of different areas of the city. And so, or the, I'm sorry, the country. Um, what I want to do, though, is kind of cue in the next part of this conversation. So we talked about what's moving people and we talked about vaccines, but there's really a lot more than that going on. Um, and what I would like to talk about is how the migration from areas like California, areas like New York to other states, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, Texas, how that migration is then dominoing into an effect in those markets and how that's going to, if we predict forward, what will happen after that? So I'll kind of put a piece in this. If I'm moving from California and I move to Texas, which is one of the major states people are moving to from California, how will that affect the values in Texas? Well, inevitably, it'll push them up. It'll, it'll make those values go up theoretically because Californians have a higher price barrier. So if I say a house is worth 300 uh, but you can buy it for five when our houses are nine, 900, excuse me, they have a little bit less problem taking that jump in price because we already have to do bidding wars on prices on a lot of property. Plus, most things out there are very brand new out here. Not so much. New homes are even more than that. So we will buy property and fix them up. And then that will be a good place for us. But it's still predicated on, is this in this good school area? Is this a good neighborhood? And a lot of areas in places like Texas are good. Most of them are new. They have good communities. So, but what I see is the next piece of this because there's a migration from Texas. So what's gonna happen is, just talking about California specifically, people leave and the people have to replace them. And then when they go to Texas, they're now competing in Texas. And so what happens after that in the states outside? And so, Luis, I'll pick it up with you uh, where we kind of left off. But you said you were about thinking about, I think you said Idaho. Um, in, in this daisy chain of stuff, there's going to be, if you move, someone's going to have to buy your house. Someone's going to have to buy the person's house that bought it before that. The effect of California real estate is going to have an effect. And then there's going to be something that happens out of state that's going to have an effect. I'll let you start where you were off, man. Keep going through uh, Idaho. Yeah, so with my, I mean, I have family there. So we were there uh, for two weeks. Yeah, we were there for two weeks um, last month. And uh, anyway, so we were, obviously I'm in real estate, so we looked at a lot of things that are happening, new developments. And there's a whole lot of new developments going in because of California moving over there. And a lot of farms are being converted to track homes. So, uh, and they just ride around the lake in close to the airport. Maybe well, that's, wait, so that's really common to what happened in Corona. 10 years right. ago. Yeah. So our area yeah. of Corona. So for everybody who's not familiar, Corona was a giant farmland. It was a hundred percent cows. And now I don't think there's actually, I actually don't know if there's any farmland left. It's only been 10 years now and they converted all that property. And, and I'm going to give it back to you in just a second, Luis, but I just want to make this connection. So people hear what we're trying to say is that, um, in Corona and Eastvale areas here in Southern California, um, those 10 years ago, when they started building those homes, the new home builders built too many. And they, and then the market shifted and those properties stayed low on value for almost about 10 years until the market finally caught up to itself. So I'm sorry, keep going. And then I know Clinton's got some experience out in the Corona area too. So go ahead. Yeah. So just seeing the changes that are happening there and the, the amount of money that's going into that, that town, like Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene and Spokane, it's just really incredible because a lot of uh, when I was in school there, I was looking at properties for like 120, 130,000, or like a duplex was like 200,000. That's in duplex now, it's 600,000. And it's crazy. Uh, or here's another thing like my in laws just got in contract on a property with a hedge fund from LA, 
in a property that was previously valued around like six million dollars, they got ten million, right? And it's just like you just look at these things, or you look at celebrities that are moving there, right? A lot of big uh, name celebrities are moving to that area, and they they bought homes that they barely used for two, three, four million dollars that never existed there, but they're paying that money. And land that used to be right on the water on the lake was like four hundred thousand is now like a million dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's all those Californians moving up there and it just they're driving the price up and they cannot keep up with the demand that they have and everyone's overpaying, which is crazy. So there's a lot of new developments going in. I think they have a, a track plan for like fifty thousand homes or something crazy. Uh and that just one area there's a whole there's a lot of a new development that's happening between spokane post falls Lane, and and not yeah that's there's a ton and so what's right. going to happen is that and this is jen just connecting the dots what's going to happen is we're going to have the same thing that happened in california briefly happen in a couple other areas where there is a incredible high amount of demand but then that demand will fade um heaven forbid we have a market shift but then that is going to shift some of those areas um, and because I want to make sure we're we're able to expel information in this in this talk now that reaches across the country, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida is going nuts. Yeah. Um, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. So I, I know for me, I'm licensed in Alabama and in the market there, most of those people uh, that are in Texas, of course, being from the South, honestly, don't relate to Californians, so they're pushing. <laughs> that, I mean, or that's or just, Texans, right? They don't it, like Texans. There so, you go. <laughs> so Texans, on it, quite honestly, are shifting farther to the south into Atlanta, uh, Alabama, and those areas. So it's basically the market is just shifting all the way across the United States. And so, like, uh, you know, me and Brian, Brian, you know, we do a ton of business with our investors in Alabama. The markets there, we've kind of with flips and stuff, we've kind of put that on a halt just because right now the demand in even Alabama is is exploded to where homes are double tr almost triple the prices there we also looked me and Brian had looked we've been to uh, Tampa and we were looking at expanding an office there same thing there Tampa is absolutely on fire so the shift is going from California over to mostly yeah. Texas and then Texans are like we don't want to be around these Californians so they're shooting farther <laughs> south so yeah it's just and going so across. it's and to kind of understand a bit how this looks without thinking about it is that if you have if you have uh you ever seen one of those champagne towers where there's a cup at the top and it's like all the way down, like 20 champagne bottles to glasses. If you pour on the top one, <laughs> that one's going to fill up and then drip to three more. And then those fill up and drip to three. And eventually everything's full, but it, it has an effect of a daisy chain that keeps going out to other glasses. So um, what you're seeing is California will have a gap of real estate where people have sold and moved and they'll move to these other areas and then it'll start floating those prices up and then it'll drift to the next place and float those prices up and drift to the next place. And so, uh, but there are people who in Louisiana, I've been, I've been told this Louisiana is, I think I don't like Texans. Is it Louisiana or Florida? Yeah, well, we like, like oh, I, tell you all, I tell Brian all the time. So there's the South S O U F. We do not consider Texas south. the South. 
So yes, people so from Louisiana <laughs> and over, they do not consider Texans the South. But psychologically, you're yes. having people move to these other areas and see people in. So let's use that as an example. Let's call it Louisiana as being the South. Yes. Texans start moving to Louisiana and they're like, well, this just isn't what I thought I was going to be. And no, I'm going to tell this Louisiana thing. Let's just let's just go that way. Let's go to Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. Let's let's go that direction. And then they go there to Florida and like, and then you got people in Florida like, ah, oh, this Mississippi stuff. I don't know. I don't know if this works out for me. These are exactly. well, Auburn fans. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you, you have a, but, but this happens over and over and over again. So kind of bring this back around. Um, we have regulations changing in different areas, which are changing the statistics of why people would want to live in those areas. They're making things uncomfortable and inconvenient. And we could try and predict all of the changes in, in communities, market center of, of what people will do to battle what they're being given for COVID, but mainly sticking to real estate. What I think you can kind of start looking at is when will it stop? At what point are you going to like, will this might this, this chain of people going this way, going that way, how is that going to finally stop moving? Because the million dollar question, right? And so that's the point, <laughs> yeah. but the, but <laughs> like, so Luis kind of bring that to when people say, how's the market? How can you possibly answer a question that general? And that's kind of what we're here today for is to kind of say, okay, well, let's look at all of it. When's the market going to explode? Well, we kind of have to look at everything. You know, what do you, like last yeah. time the market didn't explode because of real estate, it exploded because of where the money was coming from, where the money was going to. What I mean, just so many different things. So in predicting yeah. where this is, um, how COVID is, is striking this, I, I think this is going to go for a while. Um, I think it'll go until there's no more champagne glasses. I think you'll reach the worst area of California. Um, at the same time, you'll reach the best area of Louisiana. I think it's going to keep going and going and going because there is still, by the way, the only people we haven't talked about yet is the millennials. The millennials have been supposed to theoretically and statistically been in homes about 10 years ago. Um, they were, there's this, this thing that people do. We look at the life cycle of, of human process, Gen X, Gen Y, millennial, et cetera. And it says that people who are millennials theoretically should have been in homes at least five, six, seven years ago, but it's so high that these doctors, lawyers who are now out of college, when they get done school, they move in with mom and dad and they stay there for a while. And so this is also freeing up a lot more real estate for people like that who've been saving for the next five, 10 years to then possibly buy. And I'm seeing a lot more of that with first time home buyers. I've got first time home buyers right now that have two kids, three kids, um, and they're first time home buyers. Uh, they're older, older than me and they're first time home buyers because they've been saving and working forever. But how is that going to work its way into this entire sequence when you're competing with people from other States? I can, uh, I can comment on this. Please. Uh, I get that question a lot is like, you know, how's the market? And it's, the way I normally I answer that question is uh, is this way is it depends what you're doing right are you buying selling or investing because they're all three different strategies um, so then I go into that if they're like oh we just want to buy a bigger home then it's like okay do you need to sell one or do you have one right so but uh, it, it, yeah it just depends what you're doing so also on those millennials I have clients that are millennials and I have friends and I have younger brothers I'm the oldest of seven so my brothers are millennials and they have money they have <laughs> that cash cash that they're not spending and, and honestly a lot of it is it's fear of whether or not buying fear is driving that 
and they really waiting don't for, know what to do. Waiting for the infamous shift that everybody's been waiting for for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years now. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, when are the foreclosures coming? Like, uh, When are the foreclosures <laughs> coming? <laughs> the so infamous. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like, and we, so there's a couple of things, right? So I think the issue is the, the QE that the government keeps pumping out, the rates, right? So I think when the rates go back up to like 5 6%, we're going to see a, the market stabilize. I don't think we're going to see a crash. I think the market will stabilize. At least 10, 15 percent. In my, in I don't have a crystal ball, but I just it's a simple economics, right? It's a teeter totter. So, so uh, Luis, I hate to be the guy that keeps cutting you off before break, as <laughs> you get rolling. But I do need to take a quick two minute break, to give people yeah. a breath, uh, get their brains working before we come back. So when we come back, we'll pick up with Luis right about uh, interest rates. See you in a few.